Welcome to The Good Mood Show with Matt O'Neill. This is the show to help you navigate the challenging moods we all experience as human beings and where you will learn the best strategies to feel the good moods and good vibes we all love to feel. Because when you feel like your best self, you are your best self. This is The Good Mood Show. Now, here's your host, Matt O'Neill. Welcome to The Good Mood Show. I'm your host, Matt O'Neill. Today, we're going to be talking about The Surrender Experiment. This was one of the most impactful books that I ever read in my life. It's a book by Michael Singer, and it was his memoir of how he surrendered to life when life presented him with challenges that he didn't want to have happening. He just said, well, this is supposed to be happening and it's actually a gift. So I'll just go ahead and follow it. So what you're going to learn today is how to be more at peace with life when it shows you challenges that you think shouldn't be happening. And it, it's Michael does a just a wonderful job illustrating why every single thing that happens in your life is happening for you and not to you. So it's his memoir, and he starts out his memoir by talking about how when he was a teenager, he started to get into meditation, and that kind of led him down a path, and he started to follow that path. And one thing led to another, and he ended up buying a piece of property in Florida. And then somebody moved onto the property and he didn't want them to move onto the property with him, but he said, you know, I'm just going to use my entire life to surrender to what is happening because life knows more than I do. That's the premise. He uses the example of a hurricane. Now we live in Charleston, South Carolina. Hurricanes are not something that you want. So a hurricane is coming and we had plans. My wife and I were getting married And we had Hurricane Irene scheduled to hit Charleston, South Carolina, the day of our wedding, August 27th, 2011. I remember it was Monday and the wedding was Saturday. And I came in and Katie was just bawling. She's crying at the screen because the weatherman has got the hurricane path directly hitting Charleston on Saturday at hurricane force winds of a a category four hurricane. It's going to destroy our town. And, and I, you know, I, I had read the surrender experiment after this time, but I still had some calm in that moment. And, you know, we had 250 guests coming to town and I just said, you know, it may hit, on the day of our wedding, and it may not, but we're just going to continue forward. And what ended up happening in our personal experience is the hurricane ended up turning north and it hit higher up the coast. And the day before our wedding, we're at the rehearsal dinner and everyone had gotten to town safely. And there's this huge, beautiful rainbow over the rehearsal dinner. And we all went outside to look at this just extraordinary rainbow that this hurricane had brought in. And that's the surrender experiment. That day, that morning, the travel agency called me and said, because of the hurricane, your flight to Greece for your honeymoon has been canceled and we can't give you a refund. All we can do is rebook you next week. And I said, well, that doesn't work because our 
you know, hotel reservations and the whole trip is this week. And they said, yeah, yeah, you know, you, we can't give you a refund and your flight is canceled. And so I, I went to the travel agent and sat down with them the day before the wedding. Katie had no idea this was happening because I knew how she had already kind of freaked out about the hurricane that was coming to town. And I just went to the travel agency and sat down and said, what can we do? And she said, well, I can get you a new flight that routes south of the hurricane, but it's going to be another $5,000. And I said, here's my credit card. And I put the new tickets on credit card and still didn't tell Katie. Of course, after the wedding and the, you know, we were flying out the Sunday after the wedding, I said, Hey, we got new flights. Congratulations. We're still going on our honeymoon. And she said, what are you talking about? And I said, well, the hurricane canceled our, our plans, but we ended up having to buy new tickets. And I just didn't let it bother me. I didn't let the unfairness of the extra money bother me. We didn't have a bunch of money. You know, we were young, you know, late twenties, just getting started in our life. $5,000 was a really, really big deal, but I wasn't going to let that interrupt this incredible weekend that we're going to have. And that's surrendering to the flow of life. We got on the new plane, we got to Greece and it was the most extraordinary trip. It's still my favorite vacation that I've ever been on starting my new life with Katie. So Michael says in the book, we are not responsible for even the tiniest fraction of what is manifesting around us. It's not personal. This moment that you get to witness took 13.8 billion years of countless forces of creation to bring it to manifest exactly as it is, as it is right now in front of you. It is not about you. It is so much bigger than you. And your only problem is that you're taking this highly impersonal moment personal. I was taking a hurricane personal and it wasn't about me. Here's what happens with hurricanes too. They knock down a bunch of trees and they knock down a bunch of stuff. And then that the, the water recedes back out and then new life grows up. Hurricanes are part of the purification process of the coast. They serve a greater purpose. If they rain on your wedding day, it wasn't about you. It's bigger than that. And that's the point of surrendering. We walk around trying to control what happens in our life when it's not about us. And we wonder why we have so much anxiety, why we have so much tension, and why we have so much fear. Instead of anxiety and tension and trying to control all the forces of the universe that you can't, only God can, surrender and say, this is the way it's supposed to be. And you're going to have peace. And whether, when you're not trying to control and you're surrendering to the flow of life, you get to live this kind of beautiful, just flow with what is happening in front of you. And it turns into a really nice dance. Now, I, I'm saying this as much for me as I am for you, because I forget that it's not about me. Just this morning, I woke up and I said, okay, well, I'm pretty stressed out. You know, the real estate market has changed and the sales are not as big as we need them to be to cover the expenses that we have. And, you know, so I, I was pretty stressed and I took that stress out on my wife, Katie, and um, I was feeling stressed just from how much there is on my shoulders right now. And typically when I feel that way, I know it's time for self-care. 
So I dropped my two daughters off at school at MPA and with my surfboard in my car. And I went out to the ocean and I surfed the waves for a few hours. And that just brought me right back into the flow of life. And I realized when I get on the waves and I get out in nature, that life is so much bigger than me. That huge giant ocean, the sun coming up, you know, the waves of all these forces of nature connect me back to the reality that this market change, the real estate changing, interest rates going up, those are forces that are so much bigger than me and they're not personal to me. They're just happening. So one of the quotes in this book that I think of all the time is, this is happening. What am I going to do about it? When the universe presents me with a challenge and I want to resist it, the resistance creates suffering. The resistance is actually the problem. The challenge is not the problem. So when the universe presents a challenge to you in your life, remember this mantra. This is happening. What am I going to do about it? Hey, if you're like me, you're looking to stay in a good mood most of the time, but those pesky bad moods keep coming back around. Just go to thegoodmoodshow.com and download the Good Mood Toolkit. And I'll share the secrets of how to get out of each flavor of bad mood so that you get to stay in the good vibes we all love to feel. And look, as a bonus, I'll also email you the resource from each guest who comes on this show every week. So just go to thegoodmoodshow.com Enter your email and get that Good Mood Toolkit today. The first quote is, this is happening. That grounds you in reality that what is happening in front of you is actually happening and you can't change that. You can't control it. Real estate market has changed. Interest rates are up. Fewer people want to buy homes. That is happening. The second piece is where your power comes from. What am I going to do about it? Well, resisting it, saying, I wish it wasn't, wishing things used to be the same, wishing that we were going to sell a hundred million more in in homes this year than we're actually going to sell. That doesn't change anything. That's just me trying to control a reality that I can't control. But when I look at the reality and I say, hey, this is happening, we're selling a hundred million fewer in homes than we had expected to. And then I say the second piece, what am I going to do about it? Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to act like we're a $300 million company and not a $400 million company. Well, as a $300 million company, we need to be spending about $100,000 less every month than we currently are. Well, now I actually have a plan of action. And when you break it down to that simple quote, this is happening, what am I going to do about it? You can actually take constructive action in anything that happens in your life. So I wrote this note to myself as I was reading the book. It said, Matt, dare to let go and trust the flow of life. If you're spiritual, you could reframe that and you could say, Matt, dare to let go and trust God. We need to let my will be guided by God's will. We need to let my will be guided by what life is actually doing rather than what I wish it was doing. And when we do that, life gets a lot easier. The thesis of this book is stop listening to the mental chatter about your personal likes and your personal dislikes, and instead start the willful practice of accepting the flow of what life is presenting you. 
Michael Singer knows a lot about this. He uh, bought a computer when in the 1970s. It was uh, one of the first Apple computers, one of the first Apple personal computers. And he had the computer and he became fascinated with it. And he just started like learning everything that there was to know about this new computer. He ended up writing a little computer program for a doctor friend of his about how to like intake a patient. Well, that doctor liked it and shared it with another doctor and shared it with another doctor. And um, eventually that little program he wrote turned into WebMD, the website WebMD, which many people are familiar with. And that company grew from that one little program into a $4 billion a year company. All the while, Michael is just surrendering to the flow of what's happening. He didn't want to manage a $4 billion company. He didn't want this thing to grow the size that it did. His personal likes and dislikes weren't really about getting into such a big business, but that was what life was presenting him. And he just kept doing the best he could with what life was bringing him. Well, in the early 2000s, one of the many people that worked at his company embezzled millions of dollars. And that guy had a romantic relationship with a girl who worked in the accounting department of WebMD. And the guy was caught embezzling the money and they were going to, you know, of course, bring him to the authorities and stop the activity he was doing that was not high integrity. And because of his relationship with someone in the accounting department, he created this entire story backed by actual facts and figures from their real books about how Michael Singer had put him up to it. The CEO of WebMD had put him up to it and was conspiring with him to embezzle the money. Well, that got the Supreme Court's attention and Michael's working as the CEO of WebMD and in his office and the FBI shows up with guns and full-on gear and raids the office and arrests him for... Um, for the for embezzling. And Michael is facing life in prison for a crime he didn't commit. And it they stripped him of his title as, of CEO. They took his company from him and he had to spend 5 years of his life with attorneys defending himself for a crime that he never committed. And literally something he didn't do and now he is forced to have to defend himself or else he'll spend his life behind bars. If you could put yourself in the shoes of somebody who didn't commit a crime, who is facing life in prison for something you didn't do, like your brain would be saying, this is so unfair. Like, I can't believe this. Why is this happening to me? Right. That would definitely be go in the category of a dislike. Like, I don't like what's happening. It shouldn't be this way. But it was happening, and he used his mantra. This is happening. What am I going to do about it? Out of that really challenging situation came something so beautiful. He wrote the book, The Untethered Soul. He wrote that book about being unconditionally happy regardless of what's happening in your external life. Because he needed that lesson as much as I needed that lesson and as much as you need that lesson. He wrote that book because he needed to know how to be happy when he's facing life in prison for a crime he didn't commit. So the universe, God, this greater power that 
creates hurricanes on wedding days, sometimes brings you a really difficult situation so that you can grow into what you're supposed to become. You wouldn't have an opportunity to be great if you were never challenged. Life would be boring. And yet our personal likes and dislikes want to disagree with the things that are sent by God to help us grow. Problems are actually gifts sent by God to help you grow. Easier said than done, I know. And when I'm facing a giant problem, like the real estate market has changed and we're spending $100,000 too much every single month, sometimes I get a little bit testy with my wife, Katie, and I have to go to the ocean and blow off some steam and get my perspective back and, uh, and then come into the studio and record a podcast about surrendering to the flow of life. And I hope that this message is connecting with you and that you'll carry it with you as you face the challenge that you're facing in your life and as you face the next challenge you're facing. This is what Michael said. He said, I don't want to be in charge of my life. I want to be free to soar beyond myself. If life brings events, I will treat them as if they came by God to take me beyond my personal self. If my personal self complains... I will use each opportunity to simply let him go and surrender to God. That is the point of these challenging events in our lives. They are sent to help us get over ourselves and surrender into the bigger picture, the universe that has billions upon billions upon billions of stars that took 13.8 billion years to create this perfect utopia we call earth that we get to live on like every single experience we get to experience in life compared to nothing is a gift. And that's what you could have. You could have never even existed at all. Compared to never existing at all, this challenging experience that I get to face with uh, needing to get more creative with my company is so fun. Like that's just perspective. My personal self wants to say, this isn't fun. It shouldn't be happening. It's not fair that the government, I want to point my finger at the government, the government raised interest rates and it's not fair that they're messing up my utopia. Like that shouldn't be happening. Well, that resistance is only adding pain on top of pain. I already have a challenge and resisting what the challenge is creates it into insurmountably bigger challenge. This is happening. What am I going to do about it? Michael goes on to say, I've gone through life thinking I know what's good for me. Here's the reality. God knows better than I ever will. He always will. And so whatever's presented to you, whatever reality is, reality is God. Whatever reality is, is supposed to be happening. And it's happening for you if you choose it. If something really, really painful happens to you, and we all have painful things happen to us, you always have choices to add pain on top of that pain. But there's always one choice. It's the empowered choice. Anything that happens to you that you think shouldn't have happened, there's always an opportunity to choose the empowered choice, to choose the higher choice and say, okay, this is happening, but what could I do out of it? What could I make of this? What good could I create? Beauty from ashes. We don't have to suffer on top of our suffering. We can use the ashes to create something really beautiful. 
Something that starts out looking totally disastrous can have a wonderful result. Challenging situations bring about the force needed to create a change and break out of the inertia of everyday life. If I can handle the winds of the current storm, they will blow in a great gift. The problem is only when we use the energy intended from the universe to create change to instead resist that change. Learn to sit quietly amidst howling winds and see what constructive action is being asked of you. I love that quote. Challenging situations bring about the force needed to create a change and break out of the inertia of everyday life. When the market was just rocking and everything was up and people were buying homes at multiple offers and crazy numbers and a seller just could put a house on the market at any price they wanted to and they would get 10 offers higher than that, I didn't have to be good. And the inertia of that market meant that I really wasn't changing or growing or becoming better. This challenging situation that we're currently in has forced me to break out of the inertia of being average and is forcing me to become great. And so that's the opportunity here. When you're faced with a challenge, you just got the energy that you needed to become more. Challenging situations can be difficult to get over mentally. Michael said, no scars ever need to be left on your psyche. Like writing on water, the impressions only need to last while the event is taking place. As long as you're willing to accept the purification power of life's flow and look forward to coming out on the other side as a transformed person. He said, how could I ever consider what happened with WebMD a bad experience when it created such a beautiful freedom inside of me? So even if your challenging situation that you've overcome in your life didn't cause you to write a book that millions of people read, you could use it to have freedom inside yourself. You could use that situation that happened in your past to realize that you're still here and you're still okay. I love to go back in, in time with things that happened that were painful in my past and see them in a new light. We call this connecting the dots. It's really fun to see how your life is being guided every single moment by looking back at what you thought at the time was the most challenging, the ugliest, the hardest, the meanest, the cruelest things that happened to you in your life and see them in a new light to see how that situation shaped you into who you are today. And in fact, that situation was actually needed for you to grow and become who you are today to help others. This is connecting the dots back. You know, if you've listened to this podcast some, you know that I had a pretty challenging father. And it took me a lot of years of connecting the dots back to say, why is it okay that this big grown man had the power to be so cruel to his children? And, you know, why? how could that have happened for me? Well, this podcast wouldn't be here if I hadn't had the dad I had. If I'd had the the dad I wished that I had at the time, a silver spoon in my mouth and, you know, wealth and, you know, somebody throwing the baseball to me, then maybe I would have been totally different. Maybe I would have been a little bit more lax, a little bit more uh, carefree. Maybe I wouldn't have learned to work so hard. 
and maybe I wouldn't have met my wife. We might not have our four children. Maybe I would have become addicted to drugs. Like we just don't know where this path would have gone if life had happened exactly the way our personal self wanted it to go. I had the perfect dad to teach me the lessons that I needed to learn throughout my life so that I could be the man that I am today. I had the perfect dad to show me how important it is to be a wonderful dad to my kids so that when I'm tired and I come home and I just want to chill, I I'm, get the energy to say, my kids need me tonight. When you connect the dots back on your most painful experiences and you see how they brought you to who you are today and where you are today, you get to see that, hey, that was guided by forces bigger than me. That wasn't personal. It wasn't personal that my dad was mean. That was his thing. It wasn't about me. It took years upon years upon years upon years of forces for uh, his dad to, to be here on the boat from Ireland and to, you know, for him to be here and, and raised the way that he was raised. But prior to that and prior to that and prior to that, if one thing had gone differently, I wouldn't exist. And so when I take my personal self out of it and I say, man, you know, my dad being cruel to me wasn't about me. He was cruel to me because his mind was cruel to him. And I get to say, okay, if it wasn't about me and it happened, what am I going to do about it? Well, I want to make the high empowered choice. So what I'm going to do about it is I'm going to be the best dad I can. I'm going to be somebody who has empathy and compassion and understanding for my dad today because I know that hurt people hurt people. And he must have been so in so much pain to be treating his family the way he was treating us. And maybe that pain's never been resolved. And I had an opportunity to go back and re-remember a bunch of really happy times that my dad and I had together. I went into a meditation at Tony Robbins' Date with Destiny, and I was in that meditation, and all of a sudden, all of these happy memories, feeding horses apples and uh, fishing and drinking Dr. Peppers and uh, going to baseball games and going to the movies, like all these happy memories with my dad and I came back to me, and I'd been suppressing those memories for years because I didn't want to remember there were good times because my brain wanted to keep the painful times so close that I'd I protected myself and didn't get hurt again. Well, after that meditation, I came out of it and I called my dad and I said, dad, I love you. And I I've, don't say that often, but I had forgotten it. And he got emotional too. And the two of us had a chance to reconnect. And it was from that that I then flew him down to Charleston and he got to be here in town and, and spend Easter with our children. And then I flew him back and my brothers flew in. I've got two brothers and we all went on a fishing trip together and we had a really great time. And then I was talking to my dad. He got COVID last year and we didn't think he was going to make it. He's not in the best health. And, you know, I, I said, I called him when he was in the hospital. We couldn't visit him because of the COVID protocols. And, and I said, dad, hey, you know, if you don't make it, I, tell me what you want your your plans to be, your burial plans, your funeral plans. Uh, he did make it and he called me afterwards and he said, you know, that really pissed me off that you were talking about me dying. You didn't have any faith I was going to make it. And I said, no, I didn't. And I'm so glad you did. And he said, you know, and your brother, Frank, 
he said, I needed to have a bucket list, you know, some, some things that I wanted to do before I die. And I'm like, okay. He's like, so that pissed me off too, that he thought that I was going to die too. And I said, yeah, you know, we were all, you know, pretty scared for you. And he said, well, I do have a bucket list. Like, okay, great. You know, what, what's that? He said, there's only one thing on it. I said, tell me. He said, I want to see your kids again before I die. And man, I said, we're going to make that happen. So I bought plane tickets just last month and flew all four of us down to Michigan. And my dad was so sweet. He had prepared what restaurants we were going to go to. We wanted to get Coney hot dogs in Michigan. And so he went to the Coney ahead of time and he talked to the manager. And then he went to this park that he wanted the kids to go to. And he figured out that, that there was going to be a water slide there for him. He had every moment of the trip planned. And when I was growing up, I never saw him put any kind of effort like that into making something so special. And we got there and we had the best time. The Coney was awesome. The water slide was freaking huge. It was like five stories tall. And, you know, my four-year-old was too small to go. So I put a ponytail on top of her head and put her flip-flops on her. And she got up to like the bar to see how tall she was. And she was still a half inch short. But the dude at the counter was like, she's good. And we walk up five stories of steps and look down to this water slide. And it was scary. And she goes, see you, dad. And woo. And, uh, and my dad got to experience all of that. And it was really just a beautiful trip. He'd bought sparklers. It was around the 4th of July. And um, the kids did sparklers in his front yard. And uh, as we were leaving, he gave me a big hug. And he said, thank you so much for this. So there may be somebody in your life that hurts you really bad. It wasn't about you. When you can surrender to the reality that life is bringing you opportunities to become more, and you can realize that their pain isn't about you and hurt people hurt people, they were hurting to hurt you. You can find forgiveness and you can remember that there probably were some really good times too. And if you can get to that point, you can forgive and some really beautiful things can happen from that point forward. Michael ends the book with this. He says, freedom comes from realizing that life knows what it's doing. No more struggle, just peace that comes from surrendering to a perfection beyond your comprehension. Eventually, your mind stops resisting. Your heart loses its tendency to close. When life's way becomes your way, all the noise stops and you have great peace. As long as you're alive, there's going to be challenges. Life's going to go in ways that you wish it didn't. But when, it, when life goes away that you wish it didn't, and you say, this is how it's supposed to be happening. Now, what am I going to do about it? You gain peace. And sometimes there's a whole lot of beauty there from the ashes. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Good Mood Show with Matt O'Neill. For free resources, videos, and materials about getting into your best moods, head over to thegoodmoodshow.com. And remember, when you feel like your best self, you are your best self. See you next week. Same time, same place.